0: for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
2: uh hey guys we should be live but apparently we are not on the screen for some reason why aren't we on the screen uh shoot that's not amazing uh oh wow okay we are on the screen now phenomenal <laughs> um yeah welcome welcome to the next episode of the atp weekly show that we've been doing here for the past two months or so um today with mario we plan to discuss uh, geneva and Lion for uh, Lyon, Lyon first um and then uh get into some talks about the uh, french open draw as, as well uh thanks sean for the membership for sure and, um, of course, we also in- encourage any of you to comment, you know, your thoughts, your questions. We will be getting to that. Um, so, yeah, Mario, um, what do you want to talk about when it comes to Lyon, Geneva? Uh, what caught your attention the most uh, this week?
1: Uh, no, yeah. Um, talking about, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty much <laughs> the same, but we can, we can start probably mm-hmm. with, Geneva, it's uh, okay. already the second the second title this year for for Jari, and um, in a tournament in in which he he played also well in the past, uh, his serve can be can be a good weapon here um, there in in Geneva, and yeah, in fact he played uh, some some really good good matches. Uh, First of all, the one against Ruda, and also um, especially the the last two uh, beating back-to-back in straight set, Zverev and Dimitrov, of course. Um, He probably was going into both matches, probably as even the slight favourite. But um, but still doing it in this way, especially today, played... um, Played very well. Yeah, no, uh, it's a player who uh, who's doing very very well um, this year. He won 17 matches out of 24 he played. So it's uh, talking about the only the the ATP main draw. Um, so he's he's living a, a very good season, and of course his ranking now is showing it um french open is really is really different um talking about the um, the conditions uh so let's see if he he's going to to be really able to to adapt very well but uh for sure he's he's still one of a guy uh, to keep an eye on just because we we know uh, that he's able to do some kind of things he's going to be probably a little bit more difficult uh because geneva feels like kind of perfect for uh for the way he plays um but still sometimes be being confident and can can play a role in make you playing um playing a bit better than usual and so I'm still interested to uh, to watch him in, in Paris, of course.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, uh, Geneva is definitely not the perfect Ron Garros warm-up, but that shouldn't really determine your playing choices when they're like Nicolas Jarry and you're like not among the top contenders to win Paris. Definitely not. As you said, Geneva, I mean, he only played it once actually in 2019, but he was so close to winning the title. Uh, there was a huge dramatic finish with Alexander Zverev in 2019. He missed two match points. This year he um, came back to uh, <laughs> to do it to do it, to try to do it again, and he actually managed it. Of course, uh, maybe like um, he got a walkover in the second round. But since yeah. then, I mean, he beat Ruth Zverev and Dimitrov, so like the first, third, and fourth seats. Uh, He actually had the chance to beat all the top three seeds if Fritz finished up the match against Dimitrov in the semis, which would have been a fantastic achievement. But regardless, uh, yeah, definitely some really perfect conditions for him. Uh, Very similar to Santiago probably, uh, where of course he also won earlier this year. Uh, The only other WTA title that he has was in Bostad, which... Uh, I guess plays uh, also a little, a little faster, a touch faster than most clay. So you, you really can very easily see um, where Nicolas Jarry is going to be most effective. I do think that at the French he can be dangerous too. He has a pretty nice draw from what I remember. You know Delian in the opening ground who has been struggling physically. So definitely gets a lot of nice momentum for Lyon and uh, from uh, Geneva. And I, I do think that this will probably help him. Um, I don't think that we'll be going um I don't think we'll be going that deep into like the um all the players here but I, one guy I think we should probably touch upon for sure is Casper Ruud uh, who came to Geneva as a two-time defending champion he won it in 2021 he won it in 2022 and it didn't stop him from going well at Roland Garros in uh, last year and uh, he came here, he beat JJ Wolf and then lost to Nicolas Jari. Um, Mario, have we learned anything about Kasper Root's disposition this week? Where do you think this um, this start in Geneva, the two matches that he played here, where do you think it, it puts him just before around Carlos
1: Uh Yeah, not, not the ideal clay season, that's for sure. But uh, at least... Uh, uh, I'm I'm still from Rome. I'm still watching a, a better player than than a few weeks before. Um, yeah, of course, having won the last two editions of the event, um, showed that he can play really really well in in this kind of conditions. And so it's pretty disappointing uh, for him to uh, to lose in the quarterfinals um yeah watching also jari playing in the next two matches uh, uh probably tell us that's that the loss is is not that bad um but uh still there are um two i don't know too many close close matches that uh, he's he's losing this year and probably last year it wouldn't have been the case um, I don't think I've learned a lot uh, about him to be honest in in this week because um, I mean I was pretty much sure that he would have beaten JJ Wolf in the first in, in his opening round and against Jari I had this these doubts and after the first set I was um, I was okay with his performance I mean it hasn't been um a clearly bad bad performance but uh still I don't know in, in some way it's not that good the fact that he he lost that uh, that close battles. Um I think that probably the best of five can can probably help him a little bit if um if some matches get more complicated uh, than what it should be. Um but I uh, to be honest I don't don't really don't really think we, we have that much of, of indication from from this tournament. Um still some kind of improvement uh considering comparing to the first part of the play season but um, I don't think it's it's that enough. He's he's been struggling on on clay with especially in the altitude with uh, with this big service. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty normal to um, uh, to do it. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, nothing really really well to 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 say. I mean, it's pretty pretty average tournament in my opinion.
2: um, Yeah. Hey, Max. Hey, Elena. Um, Yeah, from my perspective, it also wasn't really that huge. A friend texted me after the loss to Jari and said, like, um, is casper Rudd the worst number two in the men's game ever? And I was like, you know, if you came to this conclusion, um, I would have to go through the history books, but maybe I wouldn't disagree. But is that really, like, when you want to... You know, say that like after a, a fast clay lost to Nicolas Jari, everyone can look and lose on fast clay to Nicolas Jari. So, uh, that, that's basically how I feel about this. You know, nothing special really. I don't think it really changes much. We've seen Root produce some amazing tennis the past couple of weeks at. You know, in at, at least in moments, especially the first uh, set and a half against Runa. So yeah, I don't think it really changes much for Rancaros. Maybe it's actually even better for him. You know that he lost earlier and didn't have to play four matches. Uh, who knows? Uh, but I think um, right this is probably where we can leave Geneva, unless you have someone else that we would uh, have to talk about, and then uh, we could get to Lyon. No, I think that we can we
1: can go to Lyon. I mean with the. Uh with the huge news of Phils winning the first atp tour title of his career at 18 um, pretty pretty strange path to to the title at least in the first part of the week uh, since he got the withdrawal of oger Aliassim. Uh, not that uh, he would be would have been unbeatable uh, giving what we we have seen or we haven't seen from uh, from Gerard Yassim in this um, in the clay season. Um, then there was the the immersed dis, um disqualification. Uh, in uh, I think it was in the second round. Uh, so um, something has happened, but of course uh, he played. Uh, um, Two nice matches in in the semi final and in the final. His tennis uh, seems adapting uh, very well to play. Um, a huge moment also because of uh, of the French crowd and uh, and the family was there. And uh, um, yeah, uh, it's been it's been nice to um, to watch uh, a new a new player in in the ATP winner circles. Especially given the fact that Philz is um, a really good young prospect, and uh, it can be also um, helpful to to French tennis in in a period in which, yeah, there are still, of course, a lot of French players. But um, co- comparing to to the past years, it's there's not really um, in this particular moment. Uh, um, for example a top 20 guy um, and so french french people can uh, can make some um, some dreams probably after after this this title i i still don't know um, how how much he will he will go far but it's it's a good news for 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 french tennis in
2: general and for him I know how far he will go, and it's uh, sky high. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we we talked about it many times, I think. Uh, maybe not necessarily with you, but like on these streams, people have been asking about the Fields quite a lot, which makes sense, you know, back-to-back ATP semifinals in February. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge achievement, of course. Was this a very soft ATP Tour title run? Absolutely yes. Uh, does that mean he doesn't deserve it? Uh, that's not what I would say. Um, I think, you know, uh, he, he is definitely worthy of this. He definitely has, like, a top 50 level at least right now. Um, yeah, it, it was really soft because of the default, because of the um, Oja Aliasim withdrawal. He played a great match against Jung. He was, like, you know, cramping hard against um, Nakashima and barely made it through. And, of course, today um, it was actually Fran who felt the nerves more, which was kind of surprising. I don't know where that puts him ahead of Paris, you know, whether he's gonna be able to have um yeah, just rest up before the um Davidovich Fukina match. But um, you know, she, he he is absolutely insane and um, I don't think like I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying that maybe he's like new to clay and like has to learn on it a bit but that's not really the case right I mean even if you look at what he's been playing in in his pro career he has actually the most matches on clay he of course was a Roland Garros finalist back in the in the junior days and and, um, you know it's not like he must be learning it I don't think it's where he's most effective I think he is very much uh, vulnerable to someone just you know being very rally tolerant and making him play a lot of balls it certainly happens quite a lot uh, but it's not like he cannot play on clay and um, I'm glad he had this run definitely not the strongest but there will be stronger runs from him no ghosty we haven't talked about Lynette or Hurkac yet uh, we might later, or we might not, we'll see. I still have no clue why John keeps saying something about German qualifiers. When did I um, say that German qualifiers were going to do well? I have no clue. I don't even know if there's a German qualifier, to be honest with you, at the, at the French this year. Like, off the top of my head, I don't think so. Hansmann was uh, is a lucky loser who is still, who still might get it. Um, Kepfer was also in the final qualities round. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a German qualifier, so I still have no clue what what you're talking about. But, you know, that's fine. Um, Arthur Fields definitely uh, is not a German qualifier, but he was a French one, card into Lyon, and he is absolutely ridiculous. And that's amazing for him. Uh, as Mario also touched upon, you know, the, the French tennis, like they have been looking for someone like this uh, ever since Like it was clear that the four musketeers are going to retire quite soon. And uh, Fields is is definitely the best bet in my eyes. Um, you know, some people would say Vanash, but I think these people have not like watched him play and watched Fields play. And it's pretty clear who, at least for now, has more staying power at the top. It's also a pretty nice contrast of like um, how they got to the top 100, right? Because for Vanash it's just challenger runs, and Fields basically got a couple of challenger finals at the beginning of the year, and then um yeah just was an absolute force on the atp tour as well hopefully more from him um it's a tough opening round draw at ron garros it's especially tough now that he played in Lyon. or i guess this run was not actually that long right even though the the match against nakashima was very tough on him physically he only played well seven and a half sets here so seven and um 7.8 let's say against Mikhail. um so um so yeah, it's not impossible that he recovers until Monday and gives us a great show, which I hope this will be like a, uh, you know, a stadium court match. Um, anything else, Mario, from uh, Lyon that we have to mention?
1: With the Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere. Well, no, I I still think that um, yeah, of course you you were talking about uh, about the final, um, which which saw Fields playing playing really well and Serundolo showing a little bit of of, of nerves, um, but still um, quite quite a positive week uh, for Serundolo, who is now sixteenth in the race and um uh, still some still some some work in work in progress for him and I think that his section of the draw is not really impossible uh the French Open at least till the fourth round because I think that he he has fritz in the third round and I don't think that it's uh it's an impossible match. Um so this this is also an interesting part of the draw now that we are looking we are going to to look at it because with Rune Fritz, but also Serundolo making some some part on it, um, and so yeah, I think that uh, that's that's it for for Leon. I think feels it's probably the biggest uh, story of of this week in in the ATP tour, uh, and it was worthy worthy of a, of a nice mention.
2: Yeah, um, I guess for Serundo it's just a bit disappointing to be uh, so nervous in the final, right? As Jane is mentioning, he was like trying to boot someone from his box. I don't know if it was like his coach or whatever, but um, he was definitely doing that. And uh, yeah, just um, probably you would expect that Fields would be the more nervous player. The one who feels the pressure, feels the pressure. Uh, No pun intended, actually. Uh, but um, it wasn't the case at all. It was actually Sarundola who has been there before, who has won ATP titles before. And yet somehow um, that was the other way around. Uh, anyway, um, we've talked uh, for about Lyon and Geneva. So not um, perhaps not as long as usual on the ATP Tour events. But this is actually going to be a bit of a different ATP Weekly where we uh, actually... Uh, talk about like talk 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 more about the uh, French Open. There are a couple of qualifier peaks that I'm going to mention later. They're not German though because there aren't any German qualifier peaks. Uh, so I don't, still, I have I have no clue what John is talking about. But anyway, uh, let's uh, actually Elena, uh, Elena also came up with like a very bold one in the chat already. Um, talking about Yuncheng Shang to make to make it out of his quarter, which. Wow, it's quite huge. Uh, I think at first we will probably talk about the favorites more, and maybe at the end there will be some time, you know, to um f- for us to slam some um so some very unrealistic upset picks and like some very unrealistic uh qualifiers to make it the second week, which I have two prepared. Uh not save of wield, <laughs> I, I I can spoil you, I can spoil that. Um, you know, he just got a nightmare, but anyway. Um, yeah, maybe Mario, I'll ask you that. Um, like, um, last week, I think, or maybe it was like some other show. I can't remember. I'm talking about tennis, like, you know, every day. And I can't remember where I say what, but we definitely had this, um, <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing at strawberry fields. Um, and anyway, uh, strawberry fields forever. Um, anyway, uh, we were talking about this and like, we were, um, talking about the Years of contenders for uh, Ran Garros and uh, like basically for for both of us, it was like Djokov- uh, you know, Alcaraz, uh, Djokovic, then Rune, Medvedev, Tsitsipas, and um. So the question, like from me uh, to you, Mario, right now is like whether after you saw the draw, was there any change in these contenders for you? Was there someone who went up, someone who went down in your mind? um i think that uh the draw made
1: me pretty clear that cc pass is going to be the fifth among the five that okay. we uh, we we have mentioned because um i mean they can lose before but uh if everything goes um how it should be in terms of the um, the seeded players uh, he he, the draw mm, has him making the the, the very, very difficult task to beat back-to-back Alcaraz and Djokovic if he wants to to make the final. And, I mean, it, um, uh, it cannot happen uh, because we know that, uh, of course, uh, things don't always go uh, the way they should go in terms of um the um, i don't know the ranking the seeding and also the form of the players but uh the draw has been has been pretty pretty harsh on him uh but uh, of course be, being the the number 5 seed uh, it can can happen uh, and so i think that probably if i have to to put the five players in in an order, the five players we mentioned before, I am probably going to to make him the, the fifth in in this ranking.
2: Um, yeah, um, I do agree with this. I remember saying that I didn't think Tsitsipas was capable of winning this event, even like if he is to play, you know, if he was to play Alcaraz, then someone else, um, or the other way around, someone else of the top five contenders, of course, top four contenders, I guess, not counting him. Uh, after the draw was made, it certainly became like even less feasible for me that Stefanos Tsitsipas is winning this event, uh, which sounds kind of weird. You know, this was always supposed to his, be his best chance, but now that Rune and um, and Alcaraz are here, now that also Medvedev is like not necessarily a free win for him at clay. I mean, free win is maybe a stretch, but um, I guess if they met on clay in 2022, let's say at Rangaros, you know, Tsitsipas would have been a huge favorite right now of course that that meeting doesn't even really happen until the final uh, with the draw that we got but you know provided that uh, there's a chance that Tsitsipas would have to go for, for Alcaraz Djokovic and then Medvedev for Rune there's there is actually no way I'm I uh, I think like there's actually no way for him to win this event uh, if that's the case you know he has such terrible matchups as well against most of them he has never beaten Rune he has never beaten Alcaraz Uh, He has also never, uh, he has also never, uh, sorry, he has also never, he has also never beaten um, Djokovic on clay. He only beat him twice on hard courts Um, on clay against Medvedev. Right now he's actually losing one and two in the head to head. So uh, it's really rough times for him. And um, yeah, I just don't see him beating the other contenders really. And probably like not even one of them. And if he needs to beat three or two, it's just a bit rough. Ghosty said something pretty interesting now that Tsitsipas continuing to, to win titles and clay is like a unicorn riding a skateboard. I mean, it's his best surface. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it gives him a lot of time to, to set up for the back end, you know. So uh, I think it's it's pretty clearly his best surface, actually. But um, he, And it was supposed to be his chance at the slam, right? That that was supposed to be the the one slam that he could win. But we talked about it last week a little bit that um, that right now, with the generation of Runa Alcaraz, and Sinner coming in, they might actually, uh, like, um, very, very soon, they might be too strong for him, actually. And, um, yeah, it's pretty sad times, I guess, in this regard for the Greek, which sounds super weird to say, because he was, of course, the runner-up at the last slam didn't come close to winning it i would say in the final but he was the runner up and if the draw opens up like this uh it's um he could you know he could possibly win it but that actually brings me to um to another point um the um like the top eight seeds that we have here mario they they look very Mm -hmm. strong right don't they like every single one of these players could very easily make the quarters could make the semis uh, we are actually, like, thinking about these matches, like Tsitsipas, Alcaraz, Alcaraz Djokovic, you know, Rune Medvedev against Alcaraz or Djokovic. We are, we are talking about these matchups a lot because it seems just very safe in this draw to look ahead because the, the seeds just either have a very nice section for themselves or, like, are just really strong. And, um, yeah, I, I guess maybe I could ask you this question. Like, if, if we're talking about the top eight seeds, so from Alcaraz to Sinner, who will not make the quarters?
1: Um, I mean, uh, I think that I, I have actually to, I'm checking very, very fast. Um, -hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, Tsitsipa seems having a quite soft draw till the quarterfinals. Mm. and and so I think he's Alcaraz, I mean, it's uh, probably... Also a self-draw,
2: right? I mean, Alcaraz uh, also has a self-draw and is, of course, Alcaraz. Yeah, <laughs> I think,
1: yes, it's probably a little bit, uh, a little less um, than the Pass draw, but given the fact that Alcaraz is... Algaras, uh, Algaras is Algaras. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Djokovic is not a very easy draw in terms of um, probably, but just because I think that probably Davidovic fokina was one of um, the worst pick he could have uh, had in the third round in terms of the seeded players. Um
2: and... but that's also the, the like the only opponent he could lose to, right? Before the quarters. Yeah, I mean I can't see him losing,
1: for example, to, to Urkacz. Uh, no no, no and and neither Kachanov, uh I think no Kachanov is uh in in Robert. Kachanov is in another yeah, in another section, yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably Rublev. Rublev can lose to to Kachanov, in my opinion. But Rublev, if in a bad day, probably can lose to Jere. To um, I don't know. You're you're making me having a comparison. So probably Rublev is uh, is not the safest uh, mm-hmm. of the eight. Um, yeah. Rune, uh, given the fact that it's clay, uh, sh- should should make the quarters. Uh, but um, okay, I'm trying to to to. Uh, in Italy, we make
0: this this just
2: yeah to say to go fast. Uh, okay. I'm telling you that. No I we have all the time in the world.
1: I I think that uh, probably Rune uh, no um, Rublev and uh, we have here and probably uh, Rude can have some some issues in their in their pots that's the conclusion i'm mm-hmm. i considering the d8 the seats um and then of course Sinner could could make could meet zverev but we so far he hasn't really been able to to make good very good wins um so yeah i'm going to i'm going with these two two names um rublev and and root if i have to to choose the the less safe uh mm-hmm. it's among the the top eight
2: i have a third one and this is where one of my uh, big qualifier picks comes in but uh, first uh, also sean i very much agree with this what you said but At the same time, like, who is going to eliminate Alcaraz and Djokovic before Tsitsipas can uh, actually, you know, play them? Um, Alcaraz, I I mean, there's just no one he can lose to in the first four rounds, I think. So it has to be him. And Djokovic, yeah, maybe Davidovich Fokina in the third round. That's pretty nasty. But if Novak is actually going to play himself into form... He also should be there. So, yeah, That, that that's, I guess, the problem for Sitsipas for me. But I'm not talking about Sitsipas because, as Mario said, I think his draw is really, really soft. Uh, who I'm going to talk about, though, is Yannick Sinner. And it's not like his draw is really, um, you know, it's it's not tough either, especially in the first three rounds, I think. You know, Miller in the opening round, that should be easy. Altmaier, Hisler, if he's fine physically, it should be okay. Dimitrov, I don't think, is also that dangerous. But I actually think that Aslan Karatsev will beat him in the fourth round, and here is where the fun starts. I, do, I, I generally don't like picking Aslan Karatsev to do to do stuff. I have to say that because he's obviously like so inconsistent, and he can lose to anyone. He can beat anyone. These sort of players, you know, that they're not predictable. However, when I'm, when I look at his draw, and he plays Popirin, who's like still pretty poor on clay in the opening round then he has to play Tiafo who's not in great shape i think we can easily say that then he needs then he has to play Zverev who's you know still so far of his best and not Zverev of 2022 Ron yeah, yeah. Garros, honestly like if he beats them all i think he's the favorite for me against sinner and um it wouldn't really be anything uh, like that hasn't happened before if karatsev made the quarters here and I actually, I mean, the quarters, yeah, the quarters. That's that's what I was talking about. I actually yes, think he's has you know a very, very thought, good chance. Um,
1: I don't think that he's going to be there. Um, I I I totally agree with uh, with his qualities and uh, the fact that he'll be the favorite in all these uh, these matches that he's going to play. But uh, I don't know if I trust him to win. Uh, here three three best of five matches. To be honest,
2: uh,
1: I guess um, some. That... Ghosty,
2: Ghosty, I was not referring to his fitness. I was just referring to his form. I mean, the fact that he won Houston means nothing. It's not uh, real yeah. red clay. It's synthetic, and also like the field he played there. Steve Johnson, Jason Kubler, he has Brower, only at uh like a real specialist and you know since he has been okay but not doing anything special in madrid and rome i think he's very vulnerable to to karatsev right now uh i don't yeah, think also, he's vulnerable to course, uh, but he um, is to karatsev also of course uh uh i mean
1: we we are talking now but if they are going to meet in the fourth round we are we are going to to have three matches um to to watch and try to to make some conclusion. Of course, it's going to be very tough if they uh, if they meet there. Mm, uh, but still, uh, still, I don't I don't know exactly. Mm, uh, I still struggle to to see him to just to cruise uh, till till the fourth round. And I think that sometimes he has some uh, still some. Tough times uh, in which he can he can struggle. For example, um, yeah, Popperin is not that good on clay, but uh, I think that if he serves well, uh, probably he can he can make some uh, he can make some damage. I don't I don't know. Uh, of course, it, it's not to be it's not going to be very very easy because even if in not in good form, still beating. Uh, um, back to back, popper in Tiafo and for example, Zverev, it's it's not uh, uh, it's not a task for everyone. Let's say this. Karatsev has the qualities; he has to do so. Mm, yeah, it's it's a dark horse, that's for sure.
2: Um I mean, of course, winning Houston is like you know gives you something. <laughs> I mean, it was two months ago; it was not on not on red clay that we know in Europe. It's it's a completely different court and like the uh, the quality that he had to show there was a lot weaker than um you know playing some than 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 what he will have to show playing someone like Karatsev here. I'm not saying like Karatsev has to beat Tefo, but it's not like Tefo isn't vulnerable right now. Like he's TFO is not a serious contender to go deep unless he actually takes this draw because you know it's open for everyone there zverev karatsev tfo i think they are very very similar oh, to each other in yeah. terms of like power level and probably sinner like right along with them so there is there is a possibility for for someone in this draw i don't know in this section of the draw i don't know if it will be karatsev or tfo or zverev taking it or you know to the forefront or if it maybe will be just sinner cruising into the quarters but um, I do think that Karatsev is de- definitely like um, very similarly strong to, to, to someone like T4 right now. Um, my other question, Mario, to you is like about Medvedev because um, you know for, for years we've been sort of talking about this guy not being great on clay, not liking it, and then of course this year comes. Uh, maybe Monte Carlo wasn't like super perfect yet, maybe Madrid wasn't amazing, but like as a whole, this has been an absolutely fen- phenomenal year for him. Uh, on clay as well, of course. And uh, my question is, like, are we maybe, like, too early um, to... Is it, like, too early to, to just, you know, look at Medvedev at the French and be like, okay, he has to make the semis, or is it actually justified? You know, given how short-lived actually his clay improvement has been? Oh...
1: Uh, well, I mean, he, he has played at a decent level in Paris before. Um... At least in some matches. Um, so even in, in previous years, he he was showing that he could have um, he he could do something something good here. Um, I mean, I I give him a chance. Uh, then of course it's not like so still so safe in my opinion. Um but um I'm thinking that first three rounds um I'm expecting him to be to be fine. Um and then I think that in, in fourth round can yeah probably it it can be some some danger if but only if probably if he meets probably the winner of the, the Draper at very first round, uh, they can, um, I feel that he can be, he can be a match to just to pay, to pay a bit of attention for him. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right that in, in this draw, we have uh, a very strong lineup uh, in terms of the top seeds. Um, and of course, the fact that Medvedev comes from winning Rome, um, which usually has been also um, uh, the, I think the, the tournament that gave us the um, the clearer uh, indications from from for the French Open. Um, so it, of course, the there's um, there's more hype in in Medvedev's chances. And I think that, of course, um, also his man his mindset uh, is better than than in last years. He's having a, a very, very good good season. Uh, slam usually is a bit different, uh, but uh, in some way, I also trust more this year his ability of uh, of problem solving. Uh, so I think that his his chances. Are, are way higher, that's for sure. Um, still, I prefer to meet him here than at the US Open, for example. So um, I, I feel that his chances are higher than, than in last seasons and especially last year since the uh, French Open was uh, only one of the two play events he played due to the injury. Um, but still, I I'm not like he's 100 to be there. I I feel like some matches can uh, can put him in some some kind of danger. Uh, then, of course, yeah. he's going to to enter the matches as as a favorite. But that doesn't mean that it's like that safe. Uh, as an option like it was for example approaching the Australian Open in 2022 like you had him uh, that he, you were pretty much sure that he was going to be that far uh, this year the, the chances are pretty high but you there's always some some question mark in my opinion
2: um yeah, I also would be like a lot more careful if the draw wasn't so good for him. I'm not necessarily talking about the first round. And honestly, if Tiago sejbov drew Kasper Rud instead of Daniel Medvedev, I would be screaming that it's going to be an upset right now. Medvedev, I don't, I don't think he can beat him. I don't think he can beat him. I mean, I, it, it's so hard to like estimate where of wield will be when playing a guy like this because he has played defenders this year. Um, some he has struggled against some he has just absolutely demolished um, recently he lost the semi-final to Puccino Lida Almeida for example in Brazil and um, it, it's just really hard to guess like where he's going to be against a player of this caliber and uh, I don't think he can beat a defender like this I think he will eventually um, yeah I think he will eventually uh, just end up hitting way too many errors but um, this is probably like the toughest match that Medvedev has until the quarters for me. <laughs> and um, yeah, just because of the draw, I actually think we can maybe pencil in Medvedev into the quarters. And then of course he has a great head-to-head against Sinner. Uh, if it's like um, Zverev, well, Tiaf- no, Zverev actually maybe if he played himself into form, but if it's like Tiafo getting to the quarters with Medvedev, I don't think he would be an issue. Karatsev, Zverev, Sinner, maybe they could be. Um, i don't think sinner like yeah. i don't think clay is the right um moment for sinner to end his drought of wins against against medvedev uh though so i actually think that he is worthy of like yeah just just penciling him into the the semifinals however that's mostly because of how his draw panned out uh i maybe would be saying something would have been saying something completely different if it wasn't the case i think um yeah, Ghosty is also talking about Lechka's truth. Maybe we'll talk about like our favorite round one matchups or something in a second. But I think this yeah. is the right time for me to unveil my second qualifier pick. And John will be very happy about this actually because it's not a German qualifier as there aren't any German qualifiers, but it's a German speaking qualifier, which kind of almost is there. I mean, I still have no clue what that German qualifier thing is about. But I am talking about Sebastian Ofner, who I think will make the fourth, fourth round. I wanted to say third, but that wouldn't be bold at all. Like, he he will be the favorite in his first round. He will probably be the favorite in his second round. I am uh, actually yeah, saying sure. he's going to make the fourth round. He is, playing Maxim, he is playing Maxim Cressy in the opening round. Ah, yeah, I
1: have him. He, I did. I added the brackets and I was like, yeah, he's winning this. And then I was like, okay, he's winning this one too. So, yeah, I, uh, I Further checked forth.
2: his name. Third or fourth?
1: uh i still haven't uh oh, okay. it's, it's the
0: first uh which section ah okay I found- hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void voidware
2: prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, because, uh, you know, Fairground is like not ballsy at all, I think. Um, let me say this. Crestier Corda. hasn't won a match on clay this year. McDonald hasn't know. won a match on clay this year. Corda hasn't won a match on clay this year. And of course, for Corda, this isn't really like a big issue regarding his clay. Um pedigree like he, he is actually pretty good on clay but he just of course since the Australian Open has only played twice hasn't looked that great McDonald he's had decent clay seasons but this year I mean he's just been unwatchable I I, I saw him live in Cagliari and oh, Jesus it, it was just impossible to bear really when he played Taro Daniel which surprised me you know because I, I've seen Mikey play good matches on clay so that was um that was something. But also, uh, I think I think I even watched him practicing a bit earlier before that Daniel match, and he was also just n- unable to put balls into the court. So, you know, maybe this year it's just not working out for him. Cressy usually he would win a match on clay against Ofner. I don't know if he can do it, you know? Like, if Ofner delivers mentally with the sort of um, you know regular, consistent uh, force that he's been this year, you know, 35 wins already, uh, this is actually yeah. more than he's had in a in a full season since two thousand, like the most that he's had, like even comparing to full seasons, I think since two thousand and seventeen. And then in the third round, he would play Yassim, Fonini, kubler, Diaz Acosta. Diaz Acosta, yeah. he's just eliminated. Kubler, not really an issue. He would be the favorite there. Fonini, maybe he would be the favorite there as well. Oja is the only player there. but like, um, has, I, I know last year he did well at the French, but he had fourteen clay matches uh, going into yeah, Paris yeah. last year. Right. This year he has three. One win over Yamas Ruiz, who you know, not to take anything away from him, is not really a main tour player yet. Uh, also has just withdrawn from Lyon. I have no clue like what to read and the, uh, like w- you know what what can we get from this? because, well, maybe it's just preventive. But anyway, Aliasim, the last three years at the French, even when he did well, he was actually loved to down t- uh, two sets to love down against Juan Pablo Varillas. Two years ago, he lost to touseppe yeah, as a huge favorite also for, three years for, ago, for... he lost to Nishioka as a huge favorite so yeah i mean for me it's often in the forefront and i yeah. really think it, it's possible uh he get he got like a godlike draw there's just it's impossible to land in a better section than, than sebastian offner has i think as you yeah. if you're like an unseeded player a qualifier
1: yeah no uh i i totally agree in fact i was also thinking that even for um, for nini for example the draw isn't that bad that if he plays for example uh, at the at the Rome level, he can he can beat Ojer Yassim, in my opinion. Uh, of course, it's it's a big question mark right now with uh, at this stage of his career, but um, I don't know. Uh, this section of the draw is really, really, um, really open, and uh, have to say that I i agree with the with the Offner pick, yeah.
2: Um, John says that his semis were Nova Carlos runa Sinner. I guess there's one bold pick in there, right? Not many would probably have Sinner in there. Um, would I, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, there there's just, yeah, like, but all it, the seeds are so bold, bold there. Right? <laughs> I mean, all, all the seeds are so good, right? Like, all the top eight seeds could easily make the quarters. Like, if, if someone's losing before the quarters, then for me, it's probably Ruble for Sinner. But at the same time, I think it's even possible that we will get all the top eight seeds in the quarters. Like It's not, it wouldn't be that much of a shock. And then who knows? I mean, Sinner beating Medvedev, uh, we haven't seen that much up on clay, maybe. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, would probably, uh, I would probably say that Sinner in the semis, he's not like among the top two or three that could make it from this quarter, I think for me. Uh, well, I, just, that's actually, I, that's I
1: always a thought that uh, probably uh, a grass court can be can be the best chance for Sinner to to beat Medvedev, but
2: uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's not yeah. the time to talk about that. Um, maybe, maybe. Um, anyway, um, yeah. What else? What else should we do? I think uh, what Ghosty mentioned just a second ago was Lehechka against Struf, so I think we could talk about like our favorite round one matchups. Um maybe you know we could just take turns or or whatever. Mario, what's uh what particular um first round matchup here in the in the main draw of Rangaros 2023 excites you? Uh
1: I'm I'm watching a bit of, of matchups and I'm saying that um okay, of course we have that. Um I think that's the one of the matches that uh, anyone sh- uh, would mention is the one between uh, Davidovich-Fokina and Fields, but I'm watching Vavassori-Kesmanovic mm, should be can can be uh, an interesting match. Uh, and then we have.
2: Uh, sorry, which one did you just say? I agree. Okay. Uh, ah, okay. And mm, mm,
1: mm. I'm going down. Uh okay, so Mm, mm, mm. I mean, if, um, yeah, but here I'm just talking about the environment, the atmosphere, uh, and probably mm, we can see some some scenes, scenes in, in the pair nori match, but I'm not really talking about some technical uh, things. I'm talking about if is uh, has his head on the shoulders he can uh, with the environment the crowd and it can be it can be a fun match to watch but of course we, we never know before uh, which pair uh, will show up
2: um... Um, yeah, the Ash- Roland- match can be, can be yeah. a mm-hmm. bit interesting. Yeah, Nurlan, yeah. it's kind of hard to like um you would have to limit it to something, I guess. Top three hard to the fastest hardcourts, but like outdoor on the main tour, probably you have to have Cincinnati in there, Dubai, um, I don't know, maybe Shanghai. We haven't seen it in a few years, but it was also pretty fast. Um, I don't know. Is there something that I'm like forgetting? I probably not. Dubai Cincinnati, definitely up there when it comes to outdoor hardcourts on the main tour. Of course, there are um some rapid indoor indoor challengers like of course um you know ace manning or and etc but depends yeah miami is 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 not that um not that far away probably as well from uh, right now at least you know since the since they moved venues and etc and and also sped it up this year so you are just talking about uh per nori i actually think this will be great um i remember per um just giving some real issues to Casper Root two years ago at the French when no one believed in him because like Benoit Paire since mm-hmm. the pandemic basically until yeah. maybe the beginning of this season was just absolutely awful. And uh, yeah, then he just comes out and plays four amazing sets against Root. Um, and yeah, th- this is one of these matches. I don't think Benoit Paire is like ever returning to the top 100 or something like this, but there's no question to me that in, like, an individual match on a specific day, he can still play amazing tennis. And, um, yeah, Nori Nori has not been convincing in recent weeks, so I can totally see it. And, like, right right next to that match, there's also Pui Rodionov, which was a very fun match in the qualies. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was really used to like the, the first set that's just puy got smashed of the court well smashed of the court maybe isn't necessarily like um, what happened in terms of the dynamics of play but like he, he was not close to winning the first set at all definitely not and then he just makes this inspired comeback you know you could see that the crowd is uh, really giving him that extra bit of energy and motivation and then Rodionov barely wins the point in the third set so I think the the reason why it's so exciting right now that I just have absolutely no clue what's gonna happen. I still have my yeah. doubts regarding like the fitness of Pui, maybe if it if it goes into like the fifth set. I don't know if he's going to hold up. I I had these doubts in the qualities as well. And it just seemed like with the crowd, he was just going to, uh, you know, he, he played some unbelievable tennis for the first time in years, basically. So um, I have no clue what will happen. Rodionov definitely crumbled under pressure in the um, when they played in the final qualifying round. But does that happen again a few days later? absolutely no clue and that should be that should be really fun and uh, we already saw in the qualifying that the crowd really really likes Puy there and I mean they all, they will support all Frenchmen but he I think got like some insane um you know um they, they backed him up in, in really um in a way that um, I think helped him push through all these tough moments that he had against Seng and Rodionov especially as in both matches he had a bit of a slow start
1: uh, I wanted to ask you about um, eventually um, mm-hmm. Zepieri, if he's going to to make the second round against Casper Rud. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be to be an upset, but um, in some part of the match, um, do you think that he can put some troubles uh, on Casper?
2: Um, Elias, Mer, I don't know. No, I mean, I'm
1: talking he... about uh, the
2: Ah, sorry. Um, if he beats Bublik, Zepieri if he beats Bublik, okay. Zepieri, if he beats Bublik? Possible, in my opinion, it's like a 50 50. I mean, Bublik has an amazing match on clay sometimes, and then he wins four games against Giron uh, or wins four games against Mayo, right. So uh, who knows? Zapieri Root. Um, I don't think so. Like I, I think Zapieri is a little too one-dimensional to win a match like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the forehand is great, but like I think you have to. I think you gotta have more to to trouble Root. I think maybe the you know, f- for different reasons, but also Elias Imher doesn't really have a shot in the opening round to me. But I do think that like Root is vulnerable. But I think it might be like to some more dangerous qualifiers than Zapiéri or Elias Immer yeah. who are probably like middle of the pack they do have like very high upsides so if Elias Immer plays the match of his life or Zapiéri plays the match of his life definitely mm-hmm. it can happen but uh, i'm not sure if if you know if it, how possible that is Bublik probably has a better shot than Zapiéri but that's, yeah, that's not controversial that, right
1: i'm i'm thinking that uh... Roots draw probably is not that soft uh, in terms of players that can. Um,
2: it's just Bublik, really, to me. I think, like, if he beats Bublik, is there anyone else there that uh, that could really kick him out mm. after the second round? I, I mean, like, third, fourth. Uh,
1: yeah, but still, there are some some good players like. Uh, I know that conditions are very different, but some good players like Jaris, Struff, uh, uh, Lajovic, that, um, uh, yeah, you know, in Paris, is, it's not that easy to, to imagine that upset. But um, if, uh, yeah, with uh, we, with Kasper lately, and given that these players... Uh, uh, put some troubles to, to him in the past, even if in different kind of play courts uh, I mean comparing to others big seeded um, draw this is not um, that soft in, in my opinion
2: yeah, Bublik doing well in Madrid and in general players doing well in Madrid doesn't really matter anymore <laughs> like at all I mean, these are just such, such unique conditions at the 700 meters. Yeah, I think that's really a good, a good roam. Uh, Yeah, that that's more relevant. I I agree, but like it, it's just how public is, right? Sometimes he plays yeah. an amazing match even on clay, which doesn't suit him, doesn't suit him whatsoever, and then uh, he loses four games. He wins four games against Giron, like he did in Geneva just now. Also fast clay, by the way. So and yeah, and he and he still wins just four games against Giron and gets bageled. So you never really know with him. There's also some like more some interesting conversations in the chat. I will answer this. I don't know how serious that question was because Ghosty just told me not to treat him ser- seriously, but I'm actually going to choose to, to treat this question seriously and tell you that the odds were exactly sixty percent because we had three free withdrawals at the uh, when the qualifying finished. It's actually still. Um, just three withdrawals and um, because of that five players were in the lucky loser draw which was Rodionov, Striker, Diaz Acosta, Hanfman and Bagnis, and Rodionov, Striker and Diaz Acosta got in so um, I'm actually not sure who was the first um, Rodionov or Striker because the second drone was definitely Diaz Acosta but so e- either he was the first drone or third drone but of course it doesn't really matter um, in, for anything really so um, yeah there, there's also some conversation about Sinner and Tsitsipas and their likelihood of winning a slam. I mean, clearly Sinner is more likely if we're talking yeah. about the whole career. Um, if we're talking about Ruan Garros 2022, I think it's, I think it's Tsitsipas still, even though, even he, though he has Alcaraz in his quarter. But if we're talking about their whole careers, it's not even close for me.
1: Yeah, I mean even talking about uh, US Open this year, I mean it's still it's still far, but um, I think that chances would be more for uh, for Sinner than Pass. Sinner is also a better result I think on uh, at Wimbledon already um, than Pass.
0: Um, yeah,
1: I think that he has higher chances as for now in in talking about the career. Um, but of course, uh, I mean, then we never know um, uh, because it also matters about uh, what kind of draw you face and uh, uh, the chances that you, you have in that particular week and uh, the physical state. And so, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit difficult. When, uh, when I say this, I'm talking just about the, the potential that I think that this is going to happen.
2: Um yeah uh, other first round match that I think we already sort of mentioned and everyone is excited for is Fils Davidovich Fokina should be some insane shot making hopefully they get put on on like you know um, Suzanne Langland or whatever like one of the stadium courts um hopefully also Fils will have enough you know, just fuel for this um I you know the, the insane romantic in me wants to see Fils Djokovic in the round free I, I think it's too much to ask for though I, I'm not even sure um, uh, Fierce would beat uh, like Vanash or Tekinato in the second round. I think he is still vulnerable to the solid players on clay. Uh And Davidovich Fokina is probably among them. So, um, yeah, I just think this one will definitely be aesthetically pleasing. Um, Struf, yeah. um so so, what are you guys talking about, basically? Like when Struf, where? So like yeah, Struf, to be, Struf to be the root. Okay, Struf to be the root. That That's what you mean um let me look at the draw again <laughs> uh yes, oh i know mm-hmm. uh, yeah go ahead go ahead
1: struv i think that probably uh, is going to be yeah the, probably the favorite among these players to make the fourth round
2: um mm. ashley is asking where he is in the draw so basically Struf is in casper uh, root's fourth round yeah. and uh he actually has like a very tough um section himself i think mm-hmm. you've got paul playing streaker there you also have Jari. You also have Medvedevich yeah. against Giron and Lechka Struf. Honestly, everyone here can make the forefront for me. Like Struuf, I uh, as I as I've said many times, he will not be a super consistent player, you know. So, yeah, I, um... I'm, not,
1: I'm not really giving a chance for this tournament in uh, Poland, Lechka. Mm, talking about uh, how how I sold them recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course they have the quality to be there. yeah. so yeah. Lehechka he... has
2: just retired in Turin, right? So we don't really know what sure. his like state is going to be. but if Majedovic beats Giron, he is by the way the favorite for the bookies, which I, I, I really don't know what to think what to think about this because I feel like my um, yeah, just just the way I uh, the, the, you know the, the, how much I enjoy Majedovic's game and how much I believe in it. I think, is just blaring my judgment and I cannot stay objective about this much. But, uh, you know, if he played Struf, I'm not really certain that the German would prevail. If Jari played Struf or Striker played Struf, that's, yeah. these are like, yeah. you know, total servbot matches. So I think Struf is very, very far from the forefront, even if he's the main contender to get there. But, like, it, it's not really a huge percentage. Yeah, um, is gonna fly to Poland, mm-hmm. apparently. Wow. <laughs> Um, that's gonna be in like a month, more or less. Um, I'm actually at the... Uh, I'm, I'm currently finishing my MA thesis. Um, I have like 51 pages. I'm planning to write like four more and send it over to my um, whoever, however you call the, the woman who, um, you know, sup- oh, supervisor, I guess, supervises my thesis. And um, I'm planning to add like the finishing thoughts, conclusions, and etc. So actually, you know, you should already buy your tickets probably. And um, yeah, see you here in July. No more next win swing slams, emo. So um, next gens I guess, would be what the. You know, because there are always new next-gens coming. So I guess you mean like the original next-gen when in uh, 2017 they established the next-gen finals Mm. and like the guys that were there. If we're talking about that, I I agree with this, I suppose. I can't really remember who was there, but I think it was like Rublev, Tsitsipas, right? No, Tsitsipas was actually in 2018 even, right? Yeah,
1: Um, Medvedev was there.
2: (laughs) Oh, Medvedev. So, of course, like, like no more. Yeah. So, so so Medvedev is allowed in this, uh, in this uh, well, in this spot <laughs> of Josh. Medvedev is actually allowed because he has already done that, I think.
1: Mm, yeah, Bavrinka is not a bad draw. Um,
2: Elena, my thesis is about, um, not, not about tennis at all. It's um, actually about um, the early days of American horror movies and how they were influenced by German Expressionism. Uh, so actually I'm um, again, it seems like I have some German themes in whatever I do, but um, <laughs> I mean it's just a complete coincidence. but of course in the 1920s, uh, Germany was um, a huge pioneer in in movies and yeah, I'm, I'm writing about some silent German horror movies, one Austrian as well, and then how uh, how that sort of translates into the. US in the 1930s yes ghosty because my uh, my uh, studies are actually related to the states so um, maybe i'm not as harsh on america as you thought Mm -hmm. or maybe actually i'm more harsh than um maybe that's why i'm actually more harsh because uh well i've i know the sort of uh, you know i've gotten a lot of knowledge about it and i just figured it sucks or something that's actually not true but you know never mind uh let's uh, let's stop talking about my thesis there um i don't want to talk about it because i actually have to write it and i don't want to think about this um <laughs> painful process of writing which ho- thankfully is coming to an end um, I think um, we were talking about like the the matchups. Of course, everyone wants to see Pachi card play Olivieri, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good draw for both guys, and the same I guess could be said for on Albot. But I don't think these will be good matches. Oh, Kokinakis Evans is pretty nice. I, I actually think both guys are really yeah. underrated on clay, and um, yeah, I think this is a pretty nice. huge yeah. one
1: yeah it's very nice but still i think that the this that part of the draw is open i mean i'm i i'm not giving uh, for example Bavrinka, um totally i'm not giving in him, him out if he plays either okinakis or or evans in the second round so i think that it's it's it can be a fun a fun section
2: Um, yes, absolutely. And uh, we—I just mentioned a few of these, but like Majedović playing Giron, Striker Paul. These are such such good tests for the youngsters. I guess Kazo against Mute also counts. That—that's what I'm super excited for as well. And um, yeah, and and I think you earlier touched on Draper Echeverri too. Which yeah, for me it's also one of the mo- one of the most exciting ones, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I agree. I guess Team Kachin will be the one that most people will will look at as well. I don't know if I'm watching it. We'll see. I mean, it depends when you know what sort of time <laughs> slot it gets. Uh, but um, I guess it's fine. Just the, the recent the recent yeah. events that team played, especially that loss to Bute, frankly in Bordeaux, has really disappointed me. Like y- you probably know by now that my expectations in regards to team aren't really that high anymore. But yeah, just, just seeing him that you know lose to Mute who cannot hit a backhand after his injury, that was, that was pretty rough. And um, it just kind of makes me think that Dominic Team is like just just an average clay guy right now. And uh, I think Kachin is more or less the same. So they are actually pretty close in their you know, power level strength right now for me. Um, John is saying uh, Evans uh, in the Kokinakis-Evans match when we were doing the draw um, analysis, you know, the live draw ceremony reaction. He was like very, very certain that Evans is the better player over the Kokinakis. But uh, it turns out that actually like it's super close for the bookies as well. So I I don't know, we'll see. I I personally just am hoping for it to go for five sets or something. It It should be pretty aesthetically pleasing as well. And um, yeah, I, I do consider both underrated on clay for sure. Um, oh yeah, uh, Ghosty is mentioning the first zombie films. I'm not talking about, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not writing about Night of the Living Dead because it's like way older, way, I mean, way later, right? 1968, but yeah, there, there's so much social commentary actually in, in that movie. Uh, racism, um, yeah, just what we're going to do in um, in the event of a catastrophe, like this uh there's also like in in his in the sequel uh dawn of the dead there's like they're like in a shopping mall and there's a lot of commentary and consumerism and it's it's actually pretty um like insane when you think about how much uh, this guy put into his zombie movies and also the the next part as well day of the living dead um, maybe someday I will write another thesis on them because that would be that would be really interesting. Draper has played five clay matches on the ATP tour up to now. Calvin Beton said um, that sounds a little low, isn't it? A bit more. I guess it doesn't include. I guess it doesn't include Lyon this week, right? But it. I, I yeah. don't think it matters really. Like he's going to be a great oh, player he's a, in the future. He's a good
1: player even on clay. Mm. Yeah.
2: It's actually seven, from what I can see, uh, along with Leon. So, um, yeah, maybe he was talking about it yeah, like after so it the first was, match against it against Miller, or yeah, it, it was five at some point this week. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually think Draper would be really will be really strong in the future. He can easily translate to this. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. I don't think it belongs to the to the Romero um, saga of zombie movies, but um, it's it, yeah, it's like a horror spoof. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: biggest concern about Draper so far has, has been his his physical issues. Uh, uh, that's the the first the first factor that hasn't helped him in establishing himself as uh, one of the uh, of the best players in terms of. I think he could have been easily seated in this in this Roland Garros, but
2: um,
1: he hasn't really played that much this year for various reasons
2: um yeah and i frankly i gotta run in like 10 minutes but before we go let's <laughs> let's maybe just um for fun uh because it seems like everyone is doing all these uh you know draw predictions and like bracket predictions yeah. right now let's just maybe uh you know pick our quarterfinals and then semis and then finals so like who's in the um... who's in the first quarterfinal for you mario
1: uh, I hate this, but
2: I hate it too. I actually don't do it, but you know, it seems like everyone is doing it, and we we need something to like close out the show with. Yeah, I, so I, I do it a little
1: Um but I always hate it. <laughs> uh, let's say that first quarter. Honestly, I'm struggling to to see another quarter final, but uh, the alcaraz CC pass.
2: I'm going with that as well. Who's in your Who's in your second quarterfinal?
1: Um, Djokovic Kachanov.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wish I could say something else. Um, I don't want to agree with you again. I, I could say just Djokovic Rublev, but I just feel like you know it's impossible for the top eight seeds to be in the quarters, right? Something has to happen. Something has to happen somewhere. So even if Kachanov Rublev maybe isn't the 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 biggest upset possible. I guess I will actually have to, yeah, just repeat what she said and, and also go Djokovic-Kachanov just to, like, have someone not from the top eight seats in the quarters in the top half. And who's your uh, quarter in the third section, third quarter? Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh,
2: uh, uh. I guess this is where we will differ because you probably will not go for Rude.
1: I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you that we're going to have the the Rune root match. Uh,
2: I'm also gonna do that, but I guess at least it's gonna make a, make it clearer for us when we're going to try to pick, uh, you know, the semi finalists. So, um, but I think this is where we will differ finally in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Um... John is having a lot of fun out there. we can actually see his face on um, you know you, you cannot see him but we can see him and like you he's just laughing all the time about his own jokes <laughs> in the chat and I'm uh, yeah, going it, it adds uh, to the experience mm-hmm.
1: uh, I'm going bold for this one okay I'm
2: telling you Dimitrov Medvedev okay. Um, good stuff, good stuff, I like it. I'm telling you, Karatsov Medvedev then. And, circling back to the first quarter then, Alcaraz Tsitsipas, who are you taking for this semis? Alcaro. Me too. Um, then Djokovic Kachanov, I guess, easy answer. Yeah. Me too. And Rune Rud, who are you taking? And this is where it gets interesting, I suppose. Kasper. Okay, I will stick with Rune. Um I just have to go with like the player who is more exciting to me. I don't think it's really anything scientific, to be honest. But um, yeah, that, that's what I'm going to do. And then the fourth quarter, you've got um, Dimitrov-Medvedev. I've got Karatsev medvedev So are you going Dimitrov or Medvedev? Medvedev. I, I see that look on your face. You were thinking about it. I'm also yeah. <laughs> thinking about it. I'm also thinking about it but I'm actually going to stick with Medvedev too, I think just yeah, the boring same, answer. Same, same. Um so um we both have Alcaraz. We, we are trying
1: to make it a, to make it fun but <laughs> just a yeah, little bit. Th-
2: this draw just really uh, this draw just really seems like it will not be fun in terms of like the upsets but yeah. it should give us a lot of a lot of free link matches between the top seeds. So Alcaraz or Djokovic. This is where the the big moment arises.
1: Um, I'm making an amarcor choice, Djokovic.
2: Okay, I will stick with Alcaraz. And then in your bottom half, you had uh, rude or Medvedev.
1: Uh, since the conditions I heard that it, they are slower, uh, this year, I'm going to say Medvedev.
2: There are very different opinions about it already. Like Medvedev said that they are slower, but at the same time, I've heard a lot of people saying that, uh, it's actually quite sunny. It's quite dry and it's going to be fast. So, you know, as usual. Yeah, I don't know. As I, usual. I
1: spoke with, uh, I spoke with Koboli also and okay. she was telling me that, um, so I don't know, but uh, if they are slower, I'm going with Medvedev.
2: Okay. In the um, and I, I had Medvedev yeah. against Rune. Ah, I guess just to be... No, it, it's Rune in, a best of, in the best of five. So no, I'm going Medvedev as well. So actually you have Djokovic Medvedev in the final, then I have Alcaraz Medvedev. Who are you taking for the title?
1: Oh my God. This is difficult because I'm making a lot of of different thoughts about how this match could could go. Uh, so we are uh, we are saying that con- conditions can be slower, but if it's dry, sunny. Mm, <sighs> mm, 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 mm. Uh, I'm going with uh, with Djokovic. I mean, it's I I still struggle to believe back-to-back Roman French Open wins for Medvedev. Sorry. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, there is a part of me that also wanted the same Medvedev over Alcaraz in the final, to be quite honest with you. But at the same time, I I, I really get what you mean. Like it just sounds too surreal, uh, <laughs> and I'm also going to choose Alcaraz. So I guess yeah. we our our quarters were like very similar. We only I hated had like this game. <laughs> yeah, we we only had Dimitrov and Karatsev, which basically didn't matter because well, they didn't make it to the semis for either of us, and we uh, also differed in Runa but that also didn't matter at the end because we were actually taking Medvedev to the final. And yeah, uh, also, of course, final. Alcaraz Djokovic, uh, the, the winner of Alcaraz Djokovic, who is different for both of us, uh, took the title. But we'll see. Is there one? Is there anyone who can upset Meddy on the way to the finals? Says Ashley. Um, other than Rune Rud, I'm not sure. Like a, a, an absolutely picking Karatsev, maybe, but uh, he would I'm, have I'm to get really, to the quarters. So.
1: I'm not really. Um, uh, I struggle to to watch something like Chilich. Um, exchange last year. Um, yeah, Chilech last Karatzep. year. I mean, yeah, Karatsa is Karatzep. like
2: the the biggest, the best equivalent, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, he first but... needs to get to the quarters, of and of course, still it's you know, and still it's a, round a further, Yeah, uh,
1: than the Chilish match.
2: Um. Yeah, and I guess um. That's that's I a really.
1: I I, uh-huh. I really don't like this game, but for for a simple reason because, um. You know, I have. Uh, I have a really a soft spot for the upsets, but at the same time, uh, I still I'm still trying to I don't know to 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 make some uh, some I don't know some reasons some some reasonable choices. Mm, so I I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, Josh is very right that Karas Djokovic has been hard to come by. Um, it's so rare for, like, the two best players in the world, at least before 2023, because now Medvedev also has an argument. But, like, since Madrid last year, they actually, you know hadn't met, even though they were the best two players in the world. Of course, some of that is the Ison Alcaraz's injury. Some of that is on Djokovic not being able to play some events. But it it is a rare situation. Like when you had Djokovic and Nadal as the first two players in the world or Djokovic-Federer, well, Federer and Nadal, but also Djokovic-Federer, I guess there were a couple of years like this, 2014, 2015 mostly. They were meeting like five, six times a year at least. And yeah, in 2022, it just wasn't the case um anyway um this is where we're gonna finish at because i really need to go in a second but uh you know we've given you a show of of a similar length to the previous ones i think yeah i hope it was fun for you as usual okay oh, hey, Jakub, we are gonna meet in like two two minutes on uh doing our show <laughs> of the challengers so uh, hello and um yeah that's gonna be it for today um uh, and we're gonna meet you for like another episode of this probably in a week um you Know after the third round or something, I guess we're gonna talk about this later, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right. This, uh, third round ends on Saturday, right? Uh, yeah,
2: third round ends on Saturday, so maybe after the Wait. third round, maybe after the forefront, we'll like talk about uh, you know, yeah. the, the details later, let's say that. And um, yeah, thanks for everyone. Uh, Thanks everyone for commenting. Uh, Ghosty is asking Freddy or Jason. I was never that big a fan of of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I I definitely enjoy like just chilling with Friday the 13th a lot more, even if it's maybe simpler. I think the highlights of Nightmare Nightmare on Elm Street are a lot better. Um, Original part three, um, Wes Craven's new nightmare. But Friday the 13th as a franchise, I definitely enjoy more. Like I, I am a Halloween fan rather than a Friday the Thirteenth one, though. But Nightmare on Elm Street definitely was not my favorite. Um, yeah, just um, out of these three major ones, even though, as I said, like the the free movies, the the highlights of it are probably, you know, just just uh, some of the smartest are uh, written out of the the free franchises, which tend to get stupid, uh, sometimes, especially in the in the later instances. Um, anyway, thank you guys, and thanks Sean for the membership. And did we already get two thousand subscribers? I think we did, right?
1: Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> John, so tell us,
2: for, yes, yeah. Thank you, thank you guys for that as well. And um, <laughs> see you. <ya>. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> see you.
1: If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button.
0: Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.